1999, Time Magazine had a special issue called the Time 100, the 100 most important people of the 20th century. And not surprisingly, this list of the 100 most important people included Jackie Robinson, who in 1947 broke baseball's color barrier and became the first black man to play in Major League Baseball. Jackie Robinson was not only important because of what he did, but also because of the way he did it. Jackie Robinson was a hero of social change through his patient endurance of insult after insult from fans, from other ball players, and even from his teammates. Uh, for instance, when it was announced that the Brooklyn Dodgers had signed a black man, uh, a group of the Dodger players actually uh, signed a petition saying that they would not take the field with a black man. But the petition didn't go very far. Why? Because the Dodgers team captain wouldn't sign it. The team captain was Dodgers shortstop uh, Harold Peewee Reese. And despite intimidation, Reese stood firm and wouldn't sign the petition. And by refusing the petition, Reese was actually standing with Jackie Robinson before he even knew the man. Then, a year after the petition, Reese stood with Robinson again. The Dodgers were playing in Cincinnati, and as usual, the crowd was heckling Robinson. Uh, then things got worse because, not helped by the heckling, Robinson made an error at second base. Uh, now, louder than the Cincinnati fans, the Dodger fans started booing uh, Robinson and just insulting him and went on and on and on. And unable to take it anymore, Pee Wee Reese left his position at shortstop and walked over to Robinson. And while Robinson stood with his head down, Reese stood next to him, put his arm around his shoulder, and stared out at the crowd until, bit by bit, the crowd went silent. Jackie Robinson died in Stamford, Connecticut, not far from Black Rock, Longridge. And Robinson died stating that one of the most important moments in his life was the moment when his friend, Pee Wee Reese, put his arm around him at second base. When you see the picture of, uh, of Pee Wee Reese uh, with an arm around Jackie Robinson, you see something that had an impact that went far beyond second base, far beyond Cincinnati. It had impact that rippled throughout history. Why did a southern man named Pee Wee have the strength to do what no one else did? Reese could stand with Robinson because years earlier, someone had put an arm around Reese when he got bullied as an undersized kid. Reese had the strength to put an arm around Robinson because someone had put an arm around him. And because Pee Wee put an arm around Robinson, Jackie Robinson was able to put his arm around a whole generation such that he makes the time 100. This man who became one of the most important people in the 20th century said one of the most important moments in his life was when someone put an arm around his shoulder. And God is calling you to be the center of a similar multiplying effect just by putting your arm around someone. 
as Jesus puts his arm around you, God is calling you to put your arm around someone so that that someone can put their arm around someone else. God wants you to be the center of this kind of multiplication, such that you become a generator of multiplying gratitude to God. This month, we're focusing on the subject of gratitude to God. The first week, we studied how I can express thanks to God by singing my new song of thanks to God every day as I reflect on the past and present and future tenses of my gratitude to God. Uh, Last week, we studied the Old Testament where God teaches me how to say thanks to Him by giving back to Him a, uh, a portion of my income. Today, we study the New Testament emphasis on giving gratitude to God. In the New Testament, giving gratitude to God still includes giving back to God, still includes a tithe, but there is one very big difference. In the Old Testament, when people gave back to God, their offering was set on fire and put into smoke and went up in smoke turned into smoke. But in Jesus, when we give back to God, our offering is turned into transformed lives. And these transformed people give thanks to God and then transform more people who give thanks to God. And the result is multiplied gratitude to God. In the New Testament, giving God gratitude starts with my overwhelming thanks to God for how he's rescued me, how he has made me his child and given me eternal life. But God then says, you can't stop there. You want to go and multiply your gratitude by putting your arm around someone else in a way that gives that person a reason to give gratitude to God. What do I mean? Well, first in scripture, uh, we're, we're told that I multiply my gratitude to God by bringing people to Jesus. I follow Jesus today because someone put an arm around me to bring me to Jesus. Now, because of Jesus, my life is full of so much joy and purpose and peace that I overflow with thanks to God. But my gratitude just can't end with me and God Jesus calls me to multiply my gratitude by putting my arm around someone else to help that person find Jesus. And when that person comes to Jesus, that's when the multiplication factor really kicks in. When my friend comes to Jesus, my gratitude is multiplied by my friend's gratitude. And then as my friend leads someone to Christ, uh, that gratitude is multiplied again and then over and over and over again. This multiplied gratitude is what the Apostle Paul has in mind when he writes this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. So that the grace that is reaching more and more people causes thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. So here, Paul is rejoicing about how sharing my faith with others leads to this multiplying of gratitude to God. And you say, well, I wish it was that easy. You see, I try to 
help my friends come to Jesus. I, I share with them my story of how Jesus has uh, rescued me and changed my life. I, I ask them good questions about their relationship with God. I even invite them here to church. But none of my friends makes a decision to follow Jesus. I understand. But just keep in mind that the story isn't over yet. And remember that in the story, maybe you are the link in the middle of the chain and not the end of the chain. Most people don't come to Jesus in a quick blink. They come at the end of a long link. Most people come to Jesus through an accumulation of contacts with his people. And maybe God will use you as just one link in a long chain that God will use to tug your friend to himself in his heart. I just need to be faithful. And as I continue to witness out of my gratitude, the multiplying factor will take place. But I may not see it until I get to heaven. But in order to see this gratitude multiplied in heaven, I need to put my arm around someone here on earth. So are you doing that? You should be able to name a person you're investing in. You should know the name of a person. You are leading toward Jesus. Who's that for you? And if you don't know, ask Jesus who he wants you to put an arm around. Second, Scripture teaches that I multiply my gratitude to God by serving in the church. This is what Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 4. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. So, first way that I multiply my gratitude is by reaching out to people outside God's family. The second way I multiply my gratitude to God is by serving God's family on the inside in church. Here's how it works. Julie is a black rock attender who has a first grade son who has special needs. And she loves her son. But She's exhausted at the same time, and the stress is killing her and her marriage. So alone in her kitchen, she weeps, and she just prays out to God, God, please give me some help. Give me some comfort. Give me some strength. Meanwhile, you learn about Julie from a friend in your community group. You sense God calling you to reach out. And so you give Julie a call and you introduce yourself. You share how you have a special needs son who's now in a high school program. And you and Julie get together for a cup of coffee. And she draws strength from your experience and from your friendship. And then one day, Julie mentions how you are such an answer to prayer. She explains how she was at the end of her rope, how she cried out to God, and then how God encouraged her heart and gave her strength through you, and how that has saved her sanity and saved her marriage, and how every day she thanks God for how He brought you into her life. That's it. 
That's the multiplication factor. God helped you through your difficult parenting situation. So now in gratitude, you can put your arm around Julie. And now Julie lifts her voice of gratitude to God. That's the multiplication factor. You multiply gratitude to God when you become the answer to someone's prayer. Through Peter, God says, Use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Sometimes your gift is an ability or a talent. God calls you to give back to Him out of gratitude by using your gift or your talent here at church. We need musicians. We need teachers. We need leaders. We need you to use your talent and your strength by giving back to God right here at church. And you'll be an answer to your church's prayer in the process. But sometimes the gift that you have to give is not what you can do. It is what has been done for you. The way God works it is that sometimes your best opportunities to serve come out of your personal history with God. And how God has done things for you in the midst of your joys and your sorrows. You came to Christ as a kid. And now you, out of the joy of that experience, you have a desire to be in our kids' ministry here at Black Rock. Someone changed your life as a teenager. And so out of that joy of your personal history, you want to be a student uh, leader in our ministry here at Black Rock. But even more than your joys, God takes your sorrows and transforms them into the pathway for gratitude multiplication. You struggled with addiction, and God helped you overcome. And now you can put your arm around someone who is struggling and help them. You found God in the midst of a nasty divorce. Now you can reach out to others who are going through a divorce, help them to Jesus like no one else can. You've lost a loved one. You've had marriage struggles. You've lost a job. And you can now put your arm around someone else who is hurting and be the answer to their prayers. You may never hear someone say, Hey, you were the answer to my prayers here on earth. But if you keep serving and you keep loving and you keep reaching, when you get to heaven, you'll see how God used you to multiply gratitude. You will see life after life giving thanks to God for how God loved them through you. But you'll never see that in heaven unless you put your arm around someone right here on earth. So I want you to think about this. And I'd like you to share about this in your community group. In your group, answer this question. What are the specific aspects of your personal history that God could use to make you an encouragement to someone else? The answer to this question could be the answer to how you can multiply your gratitude to God just by putting your arm around someone else here at church. Finally, uh, Scripture teaches that I multiply my gratitude to God by giving generously to God's work in the church. This is what the Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 
Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. Let me give you a little background to these words. Paul taught Christ followers in the churches that he planted, he taught them to give back to God in their local church. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, Paul says, here's what you do. Every week on the first day of the week, worship day, you bring your gift uh, to God. But these words here in 2 Corinthians are actually referring to a special offering. Paul was asking the Corinthians to go above and beyond their tithing, their regular giving to their church in Corinth and give to their Christian brothers and sisters who were suffering due to a famine in Jerusalem. Paul says that this kind of giving also multiplies gratitude to God, just like regular giving, regular tithing. Uh, This kind of special giving to the believers overflows in expressions of thanks to God. So we're going to do that today. Uh, As you leave today, ushers will be at the exits to receive from you donations that will be used to bring relief to our brothers and sisters who have been devastated by the typhoon in the Philippines. Our offering that we collect today at the door will be distributed to through one of our Black Rock missionaries in the Philippines named Isaiah Catorce. And Isaiah will give the money to 18 Filipino pastors so that these, with these resources they can rebuild their own homes enough to minister to those around them. And this kind of giving will result in multiplied gratitude to God. Paul speaks about this multiplying gratitude in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And this applies to our special offering to uh, the typhoon relief today. But most of all, it applies to our regular giving every Sunday here through which God takes these resources that we give back out of gratitude and then transforms them into changed lives through us through reaching our neighbors here, uh, through us and what we do here at BlackRock, but then also changes the world through our missionaries and our global fund. Every time you give to God's work here at BlackRock, the result is overflowing expressions of gratitude that will continue throughout eternity. In the Old Testament, God taught his people to show gratitude by giving back to him in the form of a burnt sacrifice. In the Old Testament, you brought 10% of your income and then you burned it so that the smoke went up as a thank you to God. Now, through Jesus, God calls us to show gratitude to him by bringing 10% of our income, but we don't 
burn it. God calls us to give back to His work in the church, which brings multiplied gratitude to God. Every week, God uses BlackRock to bring people to Jesus. Every week, God leads leads boys and girls and men and women to this church where they hear a message that changes them into people who have something to thank God for for all eternity. So as you give back, you're expressing gratitude to God, but you're also multiplying your gratitude by making it possible to reach our neighbors for Jesus. And that's reaching outside of this place. Every week, God also reaches inside to his family through this church. Every week, God calls us together and then empowers us so that we become the answer to our prayers. So as you give back to BlackRock, you're expressing gratitude to God, but you're also multiplying gratitude by making it possible for us to reach outside and inside in a way that brings thanks to God both now and for all eternity. God's Old Testament people brought gifts of gratitude to God and could only watch it go up in smoke. But because of Jesus, we get to give to this church and have the thrill of watching our giving bring hope to hurting kids. Give life to lost people. Give transforming joy to everyone who calls this place their faith home. So out of gratitude to God, would you continue to give faithfully to BlackRock's general fund, which is the local ministry here uh, that reaches our neighbors, and the global missions fund that reaches around the world, and our lighthouse project that's making room for more people. And as we all give, we multiply. We multiply the number of gratitude stories being told in this place. Here's David and Aaron's gratitude story. I've been going to BlackRock since I was probably six or seven years old. I remember one of my mom's, one of our neighbors um, invited us to go when we were much, when I was much younger. I don't think I was really like a natural believer. I look at my mom, she just always had this really natural heart for Jesus and I think I've, I've struggled more with that. I became pretty involved um, in my early 20s, mid 20s with Royal Family Kids Camp at church and that really became it just became so obvious to me there that there's a God and there's kids that need us and the staff there which are such powerful and really strong Christians um, I, I was just really influenced by that. My father was a chef in Florida for 12 years and I'm born in Florida but I left uh, Florida when I was five years old and my parents moved back to France. Six years ago I decided to uh, to do as my parents, you know, my life in France was not really uh, exciting. It was a lot of dis- disappointment uh, in my relationships with people. One day I just uh, decided to take a bag and to say, let's do as my parents did. And I'm American, just go over there and see, uh, start everything new. I arrived in Connecticut. I just like the place. It reminds me a little bit where I come from, Brittany in France. So I came here and uh, was pretty nothing and I started a job in two days. I met Aaron and her family. Uh, his manager was dating my good college friend. I didn't think at all that it was going to be something that led to marriage, which is, you know, God has a good sense of humor. It's just like, oh, you know, David, the French boyfriend. It, kind of quickly got 
pretty serious after not too long. I was totally in love with her first, so for me it was kind of obvious, and uh, I just can imagine her very well as my as my wife. When I had a feeling that we were maybe moving towards marriage, that it became clear to me that I wanted my husband to be a follower of Jesus, and we had some heated discussions, you know, regarding religion. Here in uh, just. Uh, invite me to the church and it was my first experience at Black Rock. It was very new for me. Uh, we don't have this kind of church in Europe. My first experience was really good, really good. I got uh, a very nice sermon from Pastor Steve. My first thought was um, I, I wish I had a church like that when I was much more younger. I'm 36 years old and I had a life before without no God. It's only five years I consider myself as a Christian. I think this is the most important thing over everything else. Even reading the Bible when you have faith and when you don't have the faith. I have the opportunity to read the Bible uh, when I was younger, but I was only reading in it as much more to find facts or you know, an historical uh, point of view. Now when I'm reading it, it's totally different. I find all the answers that I'm looking for at each page. It's a tool that I use, you know, every day. David's always laughing at me because I, he's, he has a lot of biblical knowledge and he, he just retains it and gets it fast. And for me, it's always been slower. Um, I need to read things a few times. I focus on like one chapter for a really long time. Um, I, I feel like just the other night I was telling David, oh, I'm, 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 can you believe what's in Romans? You know, like, I mean, we've read it, but it takes me like a while to kind of digest. It's a fantastic book. Everything started the day I, deci I, I decided to follow Christ. Absolutely everything changed. It's a huge transformation in my life. She was the first person who see my transformation because she saw me at a point where I was without God. For me, it was just a revelation about a new faith and about uh, something new. And I think for Irene, it was much more confirmation because she really see uh, some things happening. Both faith uh, came through and grow very fast together. I really become much closer with God and I see his presence and I wonder where I would be if I didn't have a focus on Jesus. It's going to be five years. I'm going to Blackrock, thanks to Erin. The new church for me, it's, um, it's a great thing. I just think, you know, we need to reach, save the most of people we can. We have a lot of people out there who are looking for uh, to be saved and, and to be transformed. And I think as well uh, for the future of my kid, too. I think it's a, it's a great tool for, for the next generation. For me, f this faith that I have right now, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's the most important thing I have. And I don't feel, you know, I'm always saying that I'm not afraid anymore. I, I feel I can go through everything. Everything what happened, pretty everything since six years, five years, to find your end, first of all, to be, you know, to, to be married, to be a better man, to find a great job. Everything what's going on in my life right now, it's pretty awesome. It's, um, it's like a little miracle.
My prayer has been that she's really just a natural believer, that faith comes easier, that God chooses her, and that we're strong Christian parents to her. And we have this real opportunity to live for Christ and show her that. And I think it's really important. I think... Um I think I know that life is tough, and um, I just, I think the first things I want going to say to her is to say, uh, <clears throat> to stay with Christ and to have faith. And um, it's going to be, uh, I think, my most important message to her, because I know with my experience that it is uh, the most powerful thing that you can have in your life. So it's it's one person putting an arm around another person and another person and the next generation and it just multiplies with gratitude to God as we're transformed one by one as we come to Jesus. What about you? Who are you putting your arm around? Would you please stand now as we close? Jesus, thank you for starting the whole multiplication process. Thank you for putting your arm around us in a way that's changed everything in us. And now, Lord, would you not let us leave this place without bringing to mind who it is, is that person that you're going to use us to put our arm around them in a way that's going to lead to multiplied gratitude to you. Thank you for giving us each other. Thank you for giving us yourself most of all. And we go out in your name. Amen.